Hello and welcome to our Bertie and Paul podcast. I'm joined with uh, Dan and Martin Henry. How you doing, guys? Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Christmas week. Woo-hoo-hoo. Martin, how you doing? Merry, Merry Christmas, Paul, and to all the listeners out there, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah, but... but <laughs> He's not very happy, son, is he? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, I don't know if we didn't get to go to Santa. Oh, no, did Santa. <laughs> Santa. We went to the Leperstown Cinema. Uh, Rachel's work uh, booked out the cinema, the drive through cinema. I just think the drive through cinema is the best thing in the world. But anyway, the drive through cinema. And then the guy was a bit of a joker, so the guy was chatting, he's like, I don't think Santa's coming then. Then Santa starts stoning around the cars. It's just it's just surreal. The new COVID, you don't really get to see Santa, but he's just he's just tossing about the cars, walking around the lines of cars before the cinema, the movie starts. Of course I'm like, don't let him in here. And the kids, it's just the world's changed again, you know. So that was my only scene Santa this year, Dan and I cold car park at four at seven o'clock at night a Saturday night Santa doing the rounds man. good job it was in a Strathy car park <laughs> with his wee, his wee leprechauns uh, I'm, looking for, I'm looking forward to this week it's going to be good I've had, I had the, all the all the family in Martin Henry spicy onions I made nice. them spicy onions don't take your nice. spicy don't take your spicy onions for granted in Scotland I had all these people over from all places and they never had spicy onions before. And they're like, what's this? And they're, they're spicy onions and they couldn't believe how nice it was with poppadoms. Is um, it like trying to explain to Irish people what chicken pakora is? Yeah, basically. I didn't even make... Said I could make chicken pakora for them, but I wasn't going to do it. I mean, just, just slowly. I was trying to think to myself, like, haven't like, been like 40-odd years old and never having spicy onions? I mean, is like, have you lived a life? Have you? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> you, only yes. re- you only realise we leave Scotland how passionate we are about certain foods like spicy onions, chicken pakora. I love spicy onions, chicken pakora. I absolutely turnips, love it. Turnips, tea cakes, and iron brew. Oh, iron brew, yeah. I just love it. Like, I just, yeah. I'm, do you know, Dan, about like, about there's a tobacco. Is this the real podcast we're on? Or, <laughs> no, because, <laughs> no, because. Because Masters Chef, the unprofessionals. I was speaking to I was speaking to Jimmy. So Jimmy's a guy in the, the building site that does say he's got a great job, basically he works really hard. So Jimmy's a Scottish guy. Big Celtic fan. And he's driving around his machine, carrying, lifting stuff, he does it all day. And so he's chatting away to his one of the boys said, Jimmy's a Celtic fan, and he stopped off. And I said to him, I said, Spicy onions, and he said, I made spicy onions for the, the kids, for the not his kids, the with the family. At the weekend to watch the Celtic game and a big smile on his face. He's like, you've got to learn how to make spicy onions if you live in Ireland. So there you go. See, it's just not me. Just not me. Does Jimmy know you're cutting about in Castoria gear when you're playing tennis? <laughs> my brother. Uh, but he my, does my, brother my brother bought me this. Lately story. <laughs> I love Rangers. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, that's basically what you're saying. No, my brother bought me... This is Andy Murray, because it's actually quite nice. Man, man, Henry, you must have shares in the company as well, do you? A couple of shares, yes. do you not get? Oh. Is that not a... Oh. Dumblane Corporation? No. <laughs> Andy Murray went in early, didn't he? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. 
So uh, let's move it back to football since she's to her. So yeah, there we go. I uh, um, I like seeing emotion in football, and I like seeing uh, Postecoglou emotional after that win. I mean, it's a league cup. Thinking back to last year with the one the, the treble, treble, or the quadruple, quadruple, and it was just you know it was flat. You know, we're being sold to. This year now, I just I just liked it. I loved it. In fact, I just like seeing that type of effect the club can have in people. Yourselves? Yeah, I've seen I've seen a few people saying as well that that, that victory yesterday was um, one of the best league cup wins they've they've been at. Just for the whole thing that surrounds it, as you say, Postecoglou and getting back to winning ways and seeing McGregor lift the cup as a captain, etc. So a lot of people really, really enjoyed that yesterday, including myself. Yeah, I think as well, um, not just the, the U-turn from where where we were, but this season, every game is just, it feels like it's on a knife edge still. And even that cup game at the weekend, um, you know, if you lose that game and you follow that up with more, any drop points in the league, you know, suddenly it's going from like a season with so much optimism into a season of not quite despair, but you know, it's it's still so finely poised. So again, I think part of the, the kind of celebration is just like the the relief of, of of getting through these tough moments because we've just not been a team for you know over twelve months. That is that team that gets through the tough moments and keeps producing results, but. You know, the last few weeks has just been unbelievable at digging out results. It's just, you know, got to go again on Wednesday night after the high of that that cup match. Is you know, you saw how how happy everyone was on the park, how happy everyone was in the terraces. How how do you lift yourself again for for Wednesday night with a depleted squad? You know, it's a it's 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 a it's a really really tough ask again. But you know, the squad is showing that they can we pose these questions and, and answer them even even when everything seems to be going against them in terms of the, the injuries and availability yeah. as much as you don't want to be chomping changing the team I think we'll, we'll, we'll have to you know what I mean especially in the, the next four or five games there'll, there'll need to be a few chops and changes you want to try and keep a settled team as much as possible but it's it's, it's not impossible the way we're going on with injuries and the suspensions with Starfelt and stuff so it's not going to be easy but it's a it's a yeah. it's a physical. I mean, it's it's a physical battle every game. Every game, uh, every game that I'm watching, I'm just seeing people getting dunted. Hibs were hitting some really hard challenges, and so you've got the recovery. You get recovery times as well, and that the knife edge is produced because of you're in these must-win games and you're in a sort of must-win situation in the league. So, yeah, long may it continue, but. St Mirren you're just always looking to the next game I think well even the Real, Real Betis game he played he, he played he's some really good players you're thinking we should maybe just give it a rest but he just wants to but Angie's learning that as well isn't he he said so as well didn't he he said in his interview for the first time it's been hard I've, you know I mean he did come over a bit more to say yeah I've had a couple of ups and downs here but it's not been smooth sailing and the players have stuck in for me, but we've really, really got seven, eight days now just to dig in again, or two, 13, 12 days. Some ask. Some ask. Yeah. I, mean, I think, what is it? Obviously, we play St. Martin during the week, and then is it St. Yeah. Johnson? 
And then I think it's ahead of Rangers, so it gives us a chance to get one point, send one point at them, um, and put a wee bit of pressure back on them, you know. Um, which is, I think we're early on Boxing Day. Yeah, that's right. So he's, he's a wee bit of edge on them, so puts the pressure back on them. And they're not great at home, Rangers, like, do you know what I mean? They, they scraped another one there the other day. But they're not great at all at home. They, they don't like it, but their fans put pressure on them. Yeah. But, I mean, we're seeing for us how hard it is to keep keep digging out the wins. The other teams are coming to compete. So, you know, as, as, as much as we would like to see other teams go there and lie down, I don't I don't think that's necessarily the case. Um, but, you know, they keep digging out the result as well. The gap the gap is not getting any closer, um, mm. you know. But that's, that's why we keep uh, ha- having to dig out the results and keep doing it and hopefully we'll keep doing it up until we give them an absolute stuffing uh, I've seen, I seen Jim Goodwin in the game yesterday with his wee boy with the Celtic scarf on so I'm sure he'll be um, <laughs> he'll begin as a win on Wednesday night yeah but yeah man, Jim but see so so the problem is Martin with that sort of, and hopefully you're right but the problem is that uh, Van Bronckhurst has Made a difference. He has changed Rangers. I was uh, <clears throat> Golson's now hitting hitting diagonal balls, which worries me slightly because I think Starfelt that's a diagonal ball into our field that round the moving round the back could be difficult for us because I don't know. I don't know if Starfelt's losing his way. Or, I mean, okay, let's let's talk about Starfelt again. The minute I hear people commentators giving him grief. I'm always looking for a way to say maybe it's not as bad as they're making it out to be. So, mm-hmm. so, so that's that's my problem. I I would always try and defend them. I'd be like, okay, right, no, no, he's done okay. Or, but so is Starfelt. What, what do you think, Martin? Yourself then, seen him? Or I'll speak to Dan in a minute. Is he um, as bad? I, I don't as... think he had. I don't think he had a good game yesterday. Um, but I don't think that makes you a bad player. Because you have a an off day, uh, like he did yesterday, um, he ha he has definitely improved. He's not, you know, he's not looked as fragile as he did. But did he have a good game yesterday? Um, arguably not. Did he have a good game at Ross County when he got sent off? Well, the fact that he got sent off would say that. Um, he didn't have a good game. Um, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure you can be a defender and get sent off and claim that you, you had a reasonable game. Um, so that followed up with a shaky performance in the Cup. Yeah, it, it generates a bit of uh, noise around him again and Starfelt's, you know, not good. But it, it's a couple of games and what I would have said, it's been quite a very a, a very tough run of games where generally he's been okay. Um, and not really created too many headlines, uh, but it's not a good time for one of your your defenders to be to be losing a bit of form, is it? Away at Ross County and then a cup final. Um, but th- there's a player there. I don't it's, I feel like it's more a couple of bad games rather than he's a, a terrible signing or anything like that. It's just a, I, what do you think, darling? That Michael Stewart straight away. Like Michael like, Stewart was on him straight away. Um, like, Hugh Keevans yeah. was on him straight away as well, looking through him. But you need to remember, like, Starfelt, like, he's part of the best defence in the league. They've only lost, is it 14 mm. goals of lost in the league? And the reason he gets sent off at Ross County is because your man elbowed him in the face. 
you know what I mean? So he was he was provoked a bit there as well, and it wasn't the best ending half. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? No. It's pretty soft two yellows when you look at it. So I uh, he did he didn't have a great game at Ross County either, like, but he definitely didn't have a great game yesterday. But what I did like, even though I was kind of giving him grief yesterday, was what I did like is he was still confident enough to have the ball at his feet and come out for the back. Like Ayer always did a good bit ways, and obviously um, Virgil Van Dyke was amazing at, but. I'm not saying he's anywhere near that, but he still had the confidence to have the ball at his feet and come forward with it and actually create a few chances. You know what I mean? So he still had that in him yesterday as well. So yeah, he's getting serious grief, as you say there, for Michael Stewart. And um, I the great one yesterday was Kevin's and that ripped through him and then Celtic's going straight away just to shut them up. So <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> fantastic listening so to that. Okay, so then just again, that's good that give me some sort of idea Hanley is ferocious getting that ball Starfield starting position he's running 18 yards runs in with him is he supposed to go all the way out with him or is he supposed to meet him you know, well, that way is he there's a defender doesn't seem to be man Martin again correct me if I'm wrong yeah. it doesn't seem to be Zono it seems to be man Martin which I actually prefer but, but do you um, man still... all that way out of the box but and then because you're basically chasing in to hit the ball with it, which I always thought maybe it's better to stay seven or eight yards outside and let him run at you, and then you can but, bump him before he gets. Ah, you, don't, you don't go touch tight. He's an eighteen-yard line. Then well, you give him a couple of yards. That's what he then was, he, but wasn't he? He was. He was. It be my. I don't know his exact starting position. If I'm being honest, but. Again, Joe Hart must be told to stay on his line as well because that's in the six-yard box. That ball, and you can see Joe Hart when he goes to position himself. He looks up high to see where the ball is coming and then positions himself. Like he, he could have came and got that all day. He's a big guy, Joe Hart, you know what I mean? So, But he must be getting told to stay in his line. We are getting, ha- be. We are getting hammered with this. Yeah, but yeah, we are getting hammered with this sort of defence. The Rangers scored that goal, remember, or uh, Gregor, when Gregor scores the goal where Morelos floats in the back post, Rangers scored mm-hmm. that goal again. So from set pieces, so we've got to be mindful of that. I just think it just looks comedic, like his heart's sort of, as you say, Danny's so big, and when the ball gets headed at six yard, he, he's got nowhere really to go. He's never he's, saving. He's it. never saving. He's never it's saving. Like a point no chance. Blank. Unless it's right at him. Yeah. So yeah, but just go out and punch it. Did you see Scott Baines punched in the Brehaves game? Did you see that? Scott Bain punched the ball for like just bizarre, just a bizarre punch. I could yeah. have just caught it. He just it. caught it. He done this big punch thing for no like, reason. For no uh, reason. Right. I think he's just having a laugh. Uh, so Starfield, okay. Joe Hart. Then are we looking at Joe Hart's interview? Was very interesting. But are we looking at a, a Celtic player now that knows his saves are just as important as Kyogo's goals? You know, have we have we got that type of player now that's he's saving the ball at right times and doing the right thing? Or are we still? He can definitely, he can definitely influence matches. Uh, I think that was always what we needed in goals was a keeper who could keep us in games when we're maybe up against it, and you know make game-changing saves, match-winning saves. You know, call, call it what you will, but a keeper that you know pulls out big saves at big moments when the 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 games maybe going against you that he keeps you in it for a period um, until you. You know, collectively come together again. So he's he's definitely added value. He was uh, a signing that probably 
supporters were a bit dubious about and a bit split. But uh, for me, he's done enough in enough key moments to to say that he's been a good signing and that he's you know a big game player for us. Um, I think the other things he on our set plays uh, again just. What I've noticed this season, the most dominant player in our back line in the air is Anthony Ralston. Uh, he by far wins the most headers. Uh, I, well, I'm saying that. There's probably some statue out there like, looking at up right now saying, no, actually, Carter Vickers wins nine out of ten of his aerial battles. Um, Ralston wins a lot in the air. Um, and... You know, noticeably, he's got a massive leap on him, and he's he's pretty strong as well. Um, I know he's the right back, but he's he's pretty solid in the air. Um, I don't think the other two are that dominant in the air. Um, you know, it's not like um, you know Bobo Baldi's your obvious guy. You know, putting a cross in against Bobo Baldi was just a waste of time because he was just clearing everything out of the way to get his head on it. Um, you know, we don't really have a defender like that, and you know, say Ralston's probably the closest, and he is not close to being a bubble baldy when it <laughs> when it comes to that kind of thing. Um, but they're all quite comfortable. Well, they're getting more comfortable with the ball at their feet. Uh, Carter Vickers is quite strong on the ground as well. Um, so I think you know, I think would Ralston have made a difference to that set piece possibly? Um, it's maybe not a coincidence that I don't think he was on the park when Hibbs when Hibbs scored, and he's been part of the back four that's kept kept us uh, lean when it's come to con- conceding goals. He's tended to be part of that back four that hasn't conceded. But that's that, that's when we have been sorry when we have been conceding goals. A lot of them have come in for set pieces. Yeah, not a lot of them, but now most of them are coming for set pieces, and that's always been a downfall. It's been a downfall for a long while, even before this season. You know what I mean? Um, but I think again, but just going back to Joe Hart, there, he's he's just a keeper that's just steady and talks to his defence, and he can play it for the back. And when you've come from Barkas and Bain, it is it is only an improvement. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not saying Joe Hart's not a good keeper. I was a bit sceptical when he came along. I must admit, I didn't really fancy him. But he is. He's, he's doing a good job. He's he's done really well for us in Europe as well. He said in his interview, he said I might not be the best goalkeeper in the world. But I get, true. I get the club. But I've not really heard anybody say that. But I mean, it's like, you know I mean, you don't really hear professional footballers saying, "I'm not really the best right back in the world." But I give it. Like he said that, and I think, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe he's doing himself a disservice because I think if you look back at all the crucial games this 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 the last four or five months, Joe Hart's got one or two saves in there. Definitely. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've heard Peter Grant say that before. I'm not the best player in the world, but I get all. Get him all. And first, just... first name of the team sheet. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Peter just running about, oh, man. Oh, Granted, did an interview in BBC Sport a couple of weeks ago, and he just. I don't know. I think he just starts listening to himself. I don't know where he's went. He just. He get he got sacked, and he was he's bitter about it. But the way he's talking, like Grant, he, I don't know. I just as if he's lost his way slightly. In the world of football, you know. Thank you, Fry Has, if he's not cutting the mustard at Aloe and then has lost his way. <laughs> 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 I don't think like somebody turned up or like 
of a trainer that was like the guy like it's probably it's like Nori McCarthy he was still playing for himself and then he, he, he fell out with Nori and then the whole team went against him and then Granny was trying to you're like Granny no come on just just, just let it go just, just get your Nori McCarthy not dead did they not name a stand after him <laughs> it's only the felon player I know <laughs> Piers there talking to the fucking East Stand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm he has lost it. He has lost the floor if he's looking for guidance from Bobby McCarthy Stand. Uh, yeah, so we are. But uh, yeah, last one then is: Would you have? I mean, if you looked at the Celtic team of yesteryear, the players that played like. Mikey Johnson, Ralston, Beaton. I don't think if you ask 50,000 people, 2022, those are the players that were playing a League Cup final. And he, he, Postacocle has done something better with those players. Mikey Johnson, maybe not. But he's still giving him his game. And he talked to Mikey Johnson after the game. I'm always watching that. And he was up chatting to him. And Johnson took on a bit more, a bit more responsibility. But he certainly has... Could it be arguable, arguably, that McGregor's playing the best football in his career just now? Is that a stretch? No, he's everywhere. He's he's having another great season. He's been great for the last couple of years, to be honest. McGregor, yeah. he's just he's just always there, always getting the ball, always making himself available, always doing the right pass. He's and I think we said that a couple of weeks ago. He's been he's always doing it for Scotland as well. Mikey Johnson is just. <sighs> I don't know, he's just, he's he's got the turns and the twists, he just doesn't seem to have the final product. But does he have a twist in the turns? <laughs> <laughs> and as for Beton, I think Beton's been great this season. Yeah. I think he's been very good, he was good when he came on yesterday. And um, against Ross County as well, I think he's done, again, just a simple pass, and some of his passing through at the back as well has been excellent. So yeah. no qualms about Beton at all. Like, we know Beton, he's always got his comical moments in him. Um, I think he's been quite solid this season again so like another good interview from him like I, I never really hear him talk he was on he was talking about like the drive the termination because he's seen it all I suppose at Celtic but I suppose that's could be done yeah but he, but he's right, from... 17 medals or something yeah. something was saying I mean he really bad. did he really did contribute yesterday yep definitely uh, yeah. so I think then... that's a better role for him though as well um, you know, a lot of the bad games he had were, you know, playing part of the back four or a back three, um, which is a tougher position for him to to play. As much as he's played there and he's played there for Israel, I don't I think the position he's getting, the the McCarthy position, um, <laughs> is his best is his best position because that's that's who you would think would be doing what Beaton's doing would be McCarthy, yeah, but yeah. Beaton. Playing the McCarthy role um, and doing doing what you probably thought McCarthy was going to be doing, and that Beaton would just be out of the picture. Um, so that that's good to, to to know that he can come in and and contribute in that that role. Um, and as we've said before, it means if someone's missing, McGregor can obviously easily push on. He's he's definitely having a a very very good season, mm-hmm. following up from a strong summer. I would have said though last season he was as bad as anyone in that starting eleven most weeks, mm. um, but as that that was a collective last season. No, I don't think 
uh, at any point I thought this team's rubbish, but at least McGregor's still playing well. I think, unfortunately, he was dragged into... Um, wasn't even mediocrity last season, was it? It was like a level below mediocrity. Um, but definitely, I thought, come the summer when he started playing for Scotland... He, he found form again, and he's he's not he's not looked back since uh, since then. Um, so that's that's obviously a massive bonus is to to have him back uh, on he top form as well. Beaton touched on it. He did. He said it was like terrible last year. It was terrible. I think he was talking about like individually, collectively, it was just terrible. It was a terrible place to be. It just got worse and worse last year. Yeah. You couldn't think it got it'd get any worse than it did. Yeah. It just kept getting worse. It kept getting worse. It must have been the dressing room must have been like so downbeat, it, unbelievable. Like you know. So here's the question: Like when I was a wee boy, I used to always look out for Celtic signings. Always wanted them to buy a Palmer's Day, of course. We always wanted them to buy like some really good established player, like maybe like a. I don't know, like Frank Sosi. Like, when Frank Sosi came, he was just lovely, that type of midfield player. I wonder if there is that type of player, Angie's, because we do need a midfield player. I mean, Roger played brilliant. But we do need somebody. McCarthy's not, he's not going to be there, is he really? I think we've sort of made our minds up. He's just not. I wonder if he, if, if Angie could find that type of player that I want, that type of really good football player. I wonder if they do if he's got them somebody there because he needs to get somebody we need, a, we need a midfield player we need a number just as backup we need somebody now because we're down to nothing uh, but it'd be nice to see what sort of player he could bring in because it's always seems to bring in the tap, tappy tappy wingers and all that but... sorry strikers because uh, uh, who, who have you got you've got Rogic McGregor Turnbull and then Beaton, McCarthy, anyone else that kind of plays that central role? Um, what's his name? Liam Shaw. Liam Shaw, yeah. But again, he's not played. Mm-hmm. Um, Apart from that, this game. Henderson. Yeah. Henderson played up front, didn't he? Ewan Henderson. Ewan Henderson. Yeah. yeah. I just as well. I just think. I just think we are. We've got we're, we've got lucky to this point on the twentieth of December. I think the next couple of weeks might be a, too far for us physically, but we'll watch oh, it. We'll see. Sorrow as well. Mm. Sorrow, of course. Yeah. Aye. No, that's, no. I'm just. I'm not. It would be nice to have a better player in, but in terms yeah. of numbers, that we've got, th- we've got three first choice players: Rogic, Turbo, McGregor. But you've still got three players who can slot into the middle of the pitch most weeks sitting on the bench in McCarthy, Beaton and Sorrow. I, I would, um, in my head... don't know that we're light in that area. We might be light in terms of uh, quality and the type of uh, playmaker that, that you're looking for. But in terms of actually bodies and availability, it's not one of the the more badly affected areas. If if I was getting the, the checkbook out and, and going to market tomorrow, I would definitely be getting another striker in. That would be my first port of call because Kyogo wasn't fit fully yesterday. So I'd be very surprised if he starts on Wednesday now. And 
what are you left with if he's not starting? Because uh, the, the man Jackie Mack, uh, <laughs> see Jackie Mack, us, uh, <laughs> you know, has, hasn't hasn't reappeared. Um, so if you've not got him, you've then not got a Yeti, who I think everyone has dismissed as being good enough anyway. Now, um, I think. The game time that he has had, you know, it hasn't been great. So I think no. if if I was getting the checkbook out tomorrow and prioritising where I'm buying a player, uh, as much as it would be great to have a, a Frank Sozzi playmaker turn up, I'd definitely be wanting to get someone up front um, to to act as as cover because we've also got we've obviously punted Griffiths on loan as well. So I would say that's that's the lightest area midfield mm. there's definitely bodies there whether they're um you know creative enough or not it's probably another thread and at the back you've still got welsh sitting on the bench most weeks uh and julian to come back um you know shaw uh scales there's you know there, there are other players there i would have said that central striking position is the the biggest to, to us succeeding this, this year because if we don't get additional players in there over January, just think we're gonna we're just gonna run out of, of, of time um in terms of c- catching the points because the injuries will catch up with us and you know these tight games we're having it's the results won't keep materialising because the, the players can't keep keep pulling on their reserves every single game. Mm-hmm. And like Turnbull's Turnbull's out for a good few weeks now, so Beaton's going to slot in there. You would assume, and yeah. Beaton def- definitely, as I say, he's played well, but he's 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 not a, he's not a Turnbull that can create as much. And then with um, who will slot in for Starfield? It will probably be Welsh. But then does yeah. Taylor get dropped again and Rolson comes back in? That's probably what will happen on Wednesday night. You think? I would drop Taylor. Uh, and let Ralston back in. I don't think he will drop Taylor. Anyway, that's my... I think he likes Taylor. But do you think he only played Taylor because of the speed eh, the Hib strikers? Because I think that's why Taylor was playing, because Taylor's quicker than Ralston. No, I think Taylor gives him that balance where he wants that left-handed player to play that. But he does not prefer him in front of Ralston, no chance. Well, yeah. well the stuff, again, stuff that, that I've read, he says he likes him. Thing, but the whole kind of left-footed balance thing, I think, is a bit irrelevant under Ange because he wants people to... Cut he doesn't inside. want them overlapping and hitting the byline. He wants them tucking in. So, you know, that kind of natural width point is fulfilled by the, the attacking players in front of the fullback. No, but I think, so, he, he, well, reading about it, people saying that he, Taylor gets the position Ange wants him to play. So that sorry, that's not, not the balance, not the balance as an old fashioned talk about left and right footy. What I'm saying is Taylor's got the intelligence to understand. I mean, look, he shot where was he when he was shooting it? He shot at the weekend. Like we nearly yeah. scored, a bar nearly scored. I just I I I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think I'm I'm thinking Taylor's gonna be there now for a few games at least. Yeah. I'd be surprised. I think Taylor's the weakest of those players in the back line, I'd say at the start of the, th- the season, I thought right back was going to be 
the weakest link, and I would say it's it's definitely been left back. And I would say when Ralston and Taylor both play, Taylor is noticeably weaker than than Ralston when they're both on the the pitch together. Um, uh, do, 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 you, do you not think that's the reason they played Taylor because of the speed of Hibbs' attack? Because that's the only reason I can think of the weekend. Because they're fat, they were fast, you could see it. I just thought it because Ralston wasn't fully fit um, and they didn't want to take the risk. I, I don't know. I think I think Taylor. Yeah, I think Taylor's. I think he's he's his sort of guy. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see on Wednesday. Uh, we'll find out. We'll find Aye. out over the next but, few games. So here's here's the question. But so we're going to talk about midfields. We're talking. So Kyogo scores these goals, but I mean, like just but I mean, Roger's playing really, really well. But do we do we have the team to win the league? And the reason why I'm saying Celtic should go and get a midfield player of really good quality is I think that gives you that gives you a wee bit more time. It gives you a bit more freedom. It, it may, I mean, Kyogo's making a lot of runs people are not seeing. We've got to start firing the ball at him. We've got to get him. You know, like Roger sees him making that run. And he's got the ability to hit that. But I'm sure Kyogo was making more and more runs we are not seeing that a better mm-hmm. player would hit him with it. A couple of times yesterday, you could see he went and the ball yeah. didn't go to him, or he went and the ball went too late and he was offside or whatever. So he's definitely making constant runs. So Could that, a better player see it? Probably. You're probably right. And you're, you're so, saying that. But. So we're looking at a four. See, we keep, see, the thing is, we, we're getting, we're looking at a four point swing here. And I, I don't think we're going to get. Closer to them. I don't think we. Well, my personal opinion is I think we run out of steam. If we get a draw, we'll be fine. That's my personal. No, opinion. I think if we get to the break, if we beat them before the break, I think that's the boys in our court. Then Do I don't you know think. What I, mean? I don't the pressure's, think we, the pressure's on them. I don't think we can beat them because I think we're going to be absolutely knackered. And Kyogo is like limping. You see him? He's limping about. He shouldn't even be playing. I just think we're. We're getting to a stage, so I think we need that another X factor, and I think we need something else to come in and because we really need to. It's really going to be hard work to get this league because I don't think Rangers are going to drop point because they just keep getting penalty kicked, penalty, penalty, penalty. So they're going to be and they are playing better now apparently. So that, that's my view in the midfield player. I, I see that the numbers are there, but I still would like to see that. Another X factor, something. But I mean, the new managers do it. Like Rogers brought them barely, didn't he? And Van Gloss brought his players. Different managers, good managers bring players along. So I'm hoping that maybe Angie can find something that can. Because I think I'm sure, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's working on it. He seems like a very shrewd kind of shrewd kind of guy. I wouldn't think he'd just be sitting on it, going, "Ah, oh, he'll be fine." And I think that's what he's alluding to when he's saying we've come over a lot of hurdles because yeah. the amount of injuries and stuff it's it's been ridiculous, you know. So I think he knows what he's talking about. I definitely trust him anyway. Well, I trust him. I just hope that he can get it. Uh, you're right about the striker. I think I mean we're linked to three Japanese players, so we'll see exactly what happens there. Because it, it, it it's going to be brilliant. I just I, I go back to walking around this morning thinking. Lennon won whatever he won, but it wasn't fun. And we all kind of knew what was going to happen, didn't we, really? In our heart of hearts, we knew it was the season was blown out. But this game, hopefully, hopefully, it 
kicked us on, but it was just so much better the weekend. I just loved it. Just loved it. See the see your see your uh, see the one minute that thing you sent this morning, Dan, about the countdown. Yeah. Oh. Do you see oh, that? That's fun celebrating in the countdown to celebrating. What? Especially the guy who was getting the fingers to the celebration. That was the best what's bit. The problem with people with the big victory V's and all that, like they just your Joshua was wetting himself. It looks so old fashioned. He just then the boy doing his arm and then they're just giving it giving it Wildy and he's still recording and suddenly so just goes. They're miles away from the fans as well. It's not even like you, you know, when you went to a ground and it was like a terrace, and then there was a fence between you and the away <laughs> fans, and you'd be like hitting the fa- the fence a little bit and taunting. You know, you're probably like ten, twenty meters away, just waving your arms at someone whose face you probably can't even see. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It was a little bit. Uh, it was a bit embarrassing, wasn't it? Yeah, just it's great. I love, I love the. Even just the smoke bombs and stuff, it's brilliant. Smoke bombs are fantastic, though. <laughs> Can't see nothing. Really. It's like, it just looks like you're going to war the whole time, isn't it? And, uh, Kyogo's, Kyogo's the real deal, but if you can keep him fit, he's going to be our next superstar. I mean, it is, it is. I mean, I'm going to say it again, and everybody laughs at me. The first touch is Larson. The first time you put Henrik Larson in that position, Henrik Larson does the exact same thing. First touch, two feet, takes it out. Left foot finish. Larson does that all day of the week. There's only so many players can do that. There's only so many players. And the lob is Larson. Well, the thing I see the lob, watch where the lob finishes. The lob doesn't go in the middle of the goals. The lob just comes right down underneath the post, underneath the bar. He's practicing that. What a football player he is. Wow, and perfect. And that's why I keep talking about midfield players trying to find him. Were, want... were, he's, were he's worried yesterday, though? Because I must admit, I was a bit worried, like up to it's. Until him scored, I couldn't see her scoring. Mm-hmm. Do you know the what I mean? I'm sitting there, just I'm like I'm waiting, kind of waiting, and something bad happening. You know, um, I wasn't really enjoying it. Yeah, I think that just goes back to the the tension is just palpable in in games at the moment. Um, and yeah, we we didn't we weren't we weren't good in the first half, were we? There weren't many points that you would look Tested at. The keeper once, I think. Yeah. Uh, so it was a, a disappointing first half. The game obviously sparked into life early on the, in the second half and you know en- energised everyone. Um, it was a much better game in the second half. But yeah, yeah I think uh, um, it's, a, it's a cup game. It's always There's always that element of, of doubt that something goes wrong in the, the one-off occasion. But... I don't know. That's that's why the team give us confidence, though, because they they can win these these one off games. The, the blips are are becoming less and less. Um, you know, that's you know, we we look a team that's getting harder and harder to to beat. What's the deal with so did so has Hibs been bought over by some new team now? What's it? And I've lost that story. So they, they sacked your man, and now they're looking to bring out. Well, Maloney's came in. It looks like yeah. there's, there's more money involved. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's still still the same. Is it the same board there? Um, I, I have not heard any of the new owners. Just Maloney the day, obviously. Who's Maloney's sidekick? Yeah, Gary. Gary who? Caldwell. He'd. So it is he'd. So it is. <laughs> Big Keaton B man. Honestly, honestly, I, I couldn't spend. A 30 minute car journey with Gary Caldwell. 
I think he's the most boring man in the world. Oh, <laughs> I think he's torture. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Be Sean, be Sean, boy. So, like, like, we'll we'll see what happens. But I'm not being. I love it. But I just, I just, I just think that it's a tough ask for Celtic to keep going the way they're going. It has been historically. Historically, shows you. Maybe Angie will pull a few out of the fire. I mean, do something different. But I'd like to see him maybe give him off a chance at the weekend. There, sorry, yeah, Wednesday yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. Kugler's getting rested, a badder again. Didn't do much in the cup final either. He was okay, but didn't do much, you know. And he's not been firing yeah. all cylinders either. So, yes, it's a risk playing Moffat because he's the unknown. He's been playing, playing brilliant for the bees, but why not? Yeah, why not? Definitely freshen up. So, yeah, so that's us again. Eh? I mean, the first, the first trophy this season, both great, isn't it? Just magic. Fantastic. Oh, it's magic. So I just have to just watch and see what's going on. But yeah, Moffat's a good Moffat brings some fresh players in. It's just it's again. Yeah. Yeah, good. If we saw the videos of the security guard, the Rangers security guard, remember the guy that stopped Griffiths tying the scarf onto the post at Ibrox? Right, okay. Have you seen them? No, 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 no. So he was one of the stewards yesterday. <laughs> and I'll send you the videos the, the, the videos of him standing facing out of the Celtic crowd it looks like he's got a stone in his shoe the way he's walking <laughs> he's just getting tortured and then there's music played against him he was, he was running a chase uh, a Celtic fan who was getting arrested by the police and stuff so he was getting absolutely tortured just so, in the so guy he's, so. he's part of us is that says he must be part of the steward and ah was it Rocksteady security or whatever they're oh, called Rocksteady that's the whole thing He's the heat bummer. I don't know. That's what it was when I was in Hamilton. So. <laughs> I'm sure some other gangsters changed the name yet and called it something different. So he goes to the he goes to the Celtic game and everybody knows who he is. Well, he obviously yeah. works at Ibrooks, uh, and then but he obviously does Hamden as well. Does the day Celtic Park, I'm sure. But um, he also does Hamden. So uh, he was there, but he's he's basically looks like sloth at the Goonies. Jeez, there we go. That's He's a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking guy. <laughs> well, so, anyway. Well, we'll Everybody's listening figures are going up and going up. We're going to have to start. We're going to have to, maybe, we're going to, have to start commoditizing this, Martin Henry. We'll give it to you. We'll commoditize it. We'll send it on Twitter. <laughs> you do, spell commoditize? You do, yeah, big time. You do signings. We'll send you around Celtic pubs to do signings, Martin. You do some signings. Beards in the brazen heat. <laughs> then the Sarah heat. <laughs> lucky to be alive yeah so yeah it's all good it's all good I just I'm just delighted I, I like the fact that there's a bit of cheekiness a bit of you know, like Roger goes to take the free kick when the hibs are not waiting did you watch the Celtic I'm going to did you watch the Celtic TV reverse camera of it uh, uh, I think I did oh, the unique, unique angle one oh it's so good it's so but, good I'll be honest, let's see when we scored their first goal, their first goal. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't have any idea for about 10 minutes who gave who gave Kyogo the ball. Because <laughs> you couldn't see, because of the smoke. I was like, who is it? Who was it left? I, was like, I honestly didn't know. Because <laughs> of the smoke. Hibs players just like, just total turned off, didn't they? Just keeps making that run. By the unique angle, you just see Tom Rogge looking up, playing the ball in. And uh, John McGinn, no, John McGinn was his name, the other, the brother, uh, after the game yesterday, yeah. you could just see, oh, he was raging, just <laughs> making up all these excuses, you know what I mean? It's not fair, the referee had the, the fourth official at the board that 
Maybe he didn't have it up, did he? Oh, you got play to play on. the whistle and play the whistle. And then they played over the top of it, Ange, in his training session, going, you keep going, just keep going, did don't they? stop. Uh, oh, they play, no, well, somebody's obviously played Ange over the top oh, of it. Don't just send. keep going, keep going. If they stop, that's better for us. And then it shows you the goal. Don't send that to me because I'll, I'll I'll have that on loop all day. Like, don't stop, but I'll tell you can do it. Uh, yeah, I'm delighted I'll, for Angie. I'm delighted, I'll find it funny. I'm delighted for us. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's good to get a good bit, uh, a first bit of silverware, isn't it? It's a hundred percent. The league cup Down again. The league cup new format. Scottish football gets criticised. I think they've done a done a great job with this league cup finish Christmas time. Um, one in the bag. Two to go. Plus uh, Intertoto. We're in Intertoto as well. Who <laughs> <laughs> do we have? Baldy? We're playing Baldy, the actual person. <laughs> uh, Norwegian champions. Are they? Are they not mugs? Oof. They beat, they beat uh, Molde to win the league. Sally. One Sally. Anyway. Exactly. So, thanks everybody. Thanks again, guys, for coming. Hope you enjoy. Maybe we'll, we'll get a chat maybe before the next week sometime, but... I'm going to enjoy Christmas. Gonna enjoy it. Dan, we'll Definitely. We'll have to meet up, Dan. We're going to have to meet up. Nah, no chance. <laughs> this is torture enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to chat your door. <laughs> At least you know there's a, a set time window that you're subjected to this chat. Exactly. Uh, it comes that. house, that's you. You're, you're, you're stuck. Wait, I'm just going to see my shrink after this. Like, honestly, like my world has just totally changed. Like the kids are, Lydia's sick, and Sophie's, Lydia's eight now. So I woke up one morning and came down the stairs. And before I got to the top stair, Lydia, Sophie's like to me, You're not, I heard you're taking us to school. You're not taking us to school. So I was like, Morning, Sophie. <laughs> Walked down the stairs. And the time you get down the bottom of the stairs, Lydia's like, Shop, Dad, shop. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you're like, Just pure abuse. Whole time, I might come and see you, Dan. Just to nah, I chat with her, but then I'll be Kellen. Don't worry, <laughs> bring some of these spicy onions with you. Yeah, yeah, I'll do. I'll do. Have them for breakfast. Yeah. yeah, so thanks everybody for listening. Enjoy. If I don't see you at Christmas, enjoy Christmas. And uh, yeah, what about Leperstown races, Dan? Would you fancy a wee ticket to that? I think you a ticket. Oh. I'm going home. I'm going home the oh, twenty seventh. Back for the Hibs game. Oh yeah, we, we uh, Jamesy, Jamesy the boy at work went to the Celtic game. He went to the weekend, so he flew over. And I met, I met him today in the in the in the, the dry room in the building site. And he, I said, James, you look like a burst ball, and they're all laughing, but he didn't, he didn't look too good. It's like it's, it's self-reflected. I don't I don't know how he made his work. He must have been pouring the drink down him. Probably still fleeing. Mm-hmm. Well, Dan, as well, is Scottish, do you have, do you have uh, room in your house for the, the tickets for the Scotland Island game? The summertime? Ah, yeah, there's a good few people coming over already. Martin said... People saying they're going to come over. Martin says he's done a count, there's 20 people already coming over. <laughs> oh, Martin, my house is my house has got a few rooms, but it's not good. It'll be COVID, that'll be the COVID hub. <laughs> yeah, the COVID hub. <laughs> <laughs> You should just charge quarantine hotel rates. <laughs> That's right. I'll be two and a half grand, please. Oh, how yeah. many people came over for the last Scotland Island game? Betty and it was ten. remember that guy Betty? He came over. And, uh, yeah, we yeah. did ten. Did we? Mm. Did you tell you that story about we just all sitting there ten years in a row? But no, that was really funny. There was nine. I, I thought we get ten tickets. 
for the corporate thing. But we <laughs> turned out we were only nine. And then <laughs> I gave the tenth one to John McGonagall, gave him some wine gums and sent him on his way. And John, John met us all later. Like, no, like, after the game, like, nobody could say like, we're absolutely panel. Every time man, everybody was absolutely hammered. We were good seats, but weren't they? Oh, great seats. And then we looked across and there was Dan standing. I was sitting just Dan across Dan. as well. He's like, Dan Davani! And he's just like, <laughs> when's your flight home? <laughs> Chaos. I know, they have a good fuel for that, so I'm looking forward to that. 20. Martin said 20. And he's like, Willie, you know that, I'll get a hotel. I was like, yeah, good luck with that. Hotels are going to be extortionate. Ah, uh, good luck getting a hotel. Yeah, as well, so, staying out here. Rochestown Avenue or something. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's going to be anyway. Anyway, it's, it's all it's all in front of you. So, a two thousand. I'm going to ask John McGowan for two and a half grand for, the, for a bedroom, <laughs> a sleeping bag, and see what happens. John, hey, Dan said two and a half grand. I'm happy to do it for two grand for his two grand. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fabulous! Thank you very much. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you guys for making the effort tonight, and uh, I'll speak to you. If not, enjoy your Christmas. Cheers, guys. Merry Christmas. All the best. Take care. See ya. Hail, hail. Bye. Bye.